Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Six minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. It's no longer Monday. It's Tuesday. The phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. You know, I, I found John Kerry's fart, and, uh, you know, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, the fart heard round the world. Uh, it's coming up. But I, I, I want to. I got to get the serious stuff out here at the very front end here. I, I, I get when I get home is roughly about the same time the KJP starts what they now still continue to call the daily news briefing, which it's hardly that at the White House. And uh, one of the stories, or one of the things that we keep talking about this week, uh, uh, thankfully so, I regrettably so, but thankfully so, is the fact that. A whole lot of people uh, in this country, uh, the administration, uh, around the world are very noticeably silent on the sexual atrocities uh, committed by Hamas against women and children. And, and we're, we're learning more and more uh, as more hostages are released. That, that guy who's just a total DB out of the State Department, the, the stand-in Kirby guy, is that who he is? I don't know his name. I don't care. Uh, but this guy uh, was saying, uh, they're talking about the ceasefire, why it went away, and, and one of the, th- the things they're saying is that, well, you know, the, the, they can't release any more hostages because as more women are released, uh, the eyes of the world are either on the bodies or, or on the, the testimony of these folks who are, who are letting us know exactly what took place while they were in captivity. Forensically, they're zipping, unzipping body bags and seeing with their own eyes how women have been brutalized by these monsters, these savages, these less-than-human creatures called Hamas. It's disturbing stuff. It's, it's beyond comprehension. And there hasn't been anything resembling an international cry uh, whether from the UN or from our own administration, you got lone voices out there. Hillary Clinton, oddly, is one of these people uh, who who continues to talk about the silence regarding the crimes committed against women, the atrocities. Uh, and a, a lot of folks are hearkening back to the Me Too movement. And uh, remember how weird and intense that was. I mean, they tried to take out a Supreme Court justice uh, nominee uh, with this Me Too crap and always believe the victim, got to stand up for women's rights and protect them against uh, rape and atrocities and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Well, we all learned fairly quickly after Brett Kavanaugh how empty that whole movement truly was because the only uh, victims they're concerned with are the victims, I guess, who were the victims of what, Republicans and Trump tells a dirty joke, and he's the face of sexual assault. And they're oddly silent on what is very obviously systemic gang rape and torture of women in the custody of Hamas. And KJP has asked about it yesterday, and uh, you know seemed a little seemed a little put out to be asked the question, like as she is with any difficult question. I can't believe you're freaking asking me that. In her words, uh, full stop. She said this, you know, this made sure she said full stop twice. So, you know, it's full stop, man. And what does full stop mean? I guess the, the no more questions on this. Full stop. I'm telling you what you need to know. Uh, I'm speaking for the president. Rape is really reprehensible. And, and then she added, and rape used as a weapon in war is like really reprehensible. As if rape that doesn't take place in a war zone is somehow less reprehensible than when it takes place in in a war zone. I I don't know. Pretty pathetic response. And uh, the story I keep coming back to, and yesterday after the press briefing, again, I use that term loosely. There's a woman asking another woman, a black lesbian, hey, how long do you think you'd last in any given uh, fundamentalist Muslim theocracy? Uh, you think you'd make it about 30 minutes, if that, as a black lesbian? You'd be tossing your ass off a building real quick. So, yeah, after it was over, I, I you know, and I'm not even going to talk about the idiot that was talking to Dana Bash. That's so pathetic. It's beyond pathetic. I spent some time yesterday afternoon. I... I 
went and found all the videos I, I could that are available of the attacks and the aftermath. All these dudes had cameras on their shirts. Because at the time, they wanted to live stream this stuff just to add you know, a little bit of extra torture for the families. And that's, that's what we're finding out, whether it's keeping these women in the dark for extended periods of time. They were giving them some kind of drugs. We're hearing mind-altering drugs, LSD, stuff like that. Um, it, 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 children, apparently, we're hearing from the testimony of folks, were made to watch disturbing videos. Just that alone, how does that play into the whole freedom fighting thing? What, what, how, how are you liberating your people by doing that? I'm just kind of curious. But the story I keep going back to, and it's just, it is it, it, in and of itself haunting. There's a guy who, a young man who said that um, in order to escape death, he, he hid among some bodies. He pulled a body on top of him and smeared uh, that person's blood on his face and pretended pretended to be dead well this gave him a vantage point to watch what uh his estimation about eight or nine guys uh were doing to a young woman they were gang raping her they were torturing her they were abusing her this guy sat or laid there and watched the whole thing happen and he said uh you know she kept crying just kill me just, I'm, I'm already going to die because of what you're doing to me. Just kill me now. And, of course, eventually they did when they were finished with her. I mean, first off, I thank God I can't comprehend this stuff. I thank God this just is beyond my ability to to understand how one human being, let alone a bunch of human beings, can do that to another human being. I'm really thankful I don't understand that stuff. Really thankful. And, yeah, the silence is noticeable. What happened to silence is violence? Whatever happened to that? Uh, I'm not going to spend the whole show talking about this, but uh, and I'll get into this business uh, in, a, in a few minutes, but you know, Trey and I both got an, an email from somebody, and I don't normally talk about this stuff on the air because I don't want to give anybody who's trying to send me snotty emails you know, any more time than they, than they deserve on the air. But upset that we're talking about this graphic stuff on the air. Well, here's my response. Somebody's got to. Most people aren't. Most media outlets, whether they're talk radio, news talk stations, or television, cable stations, or what have you, are not talking about this at all. So, no, I don't have any problem going into graphic detail about what I'm learning and what we're learning, and I know Trey agrees with me. You know, it. it, it, it this is the stuff of history. These are atrocities of a historic nature. And women are under assault in general. The the very same people who probably have an issue with me going off on this on the air, describing this stuff on the air, are probably the same people that are fine with the odd tranny kicking the ass of a female who mispronounces them or misgenders them. Women, you're on the way out, man. You, you just you got nobody, nobody. You got nobody in your corner of the room. You got no feminists on your in your corner of the room, right? You got a bunch of anti-Semites, uh, Jew-hating weirdos who are who are telling you to shut up about all this pesky gang rape stuff. We don't want to hear it. These are freedom fighters. These are people who are doing whatever they have to do to liberate their people. It really is a man's world, isn't it? It really, truly is. A dude can just decide he's a woman, and he gets to be a woman, and all that entails. Uh, doesn't have to suffer any of the pesky uh, physical stuff about being a woman, but he can claim to be a woman. And I tell you what, if you're a biological woman, I'm going to kick your ass in the race. I'm going to kick your ass on the on the on the on the uh, on the playing field. And baby, sweetheart, if you misgender me and treat me as anything less than as a complete hairy ass woman, I'm going to I'm going to beat the crap out of you. And as long as you're pulling for the liberation of Palestine, as long as you're pulling, as long as you're on the right team as far as Gaza and Hamas, well, you can brutalize women all day long, can't you? There's going to be a whole lot of people in this country and around the world who are going to try to act like that's not going on, and I guess I'm the jerk for bringing it up. It's a man's world. How's that make you feel? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five. Well, seriously, if you're a dude, you can do whatever you want. If you're the right dude. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Here's Alan. Alan, how are you? 
Good, good. Thank you very much for taking my call. I appreciate it. Sure. Um, I, 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 I hate to, I don't know, say something that's uh, maybe the obvious, uh, but uh, all, all of these freedom fighter Hamas guys, uh, am I incorrect to assume that these are Palestinians or the greater majority of them are Palestinians? And if they are, why is everybody so upset about the fact that Israel is killing, uh, I don't know, innocent Palestinians? I, I, I got it. I, you know, I, I know that putting women and children in front of you in a combat zone is probably a smart idea from their point of view. Are they are they not all Palestinians? I mean, help me help me out with that. Am I am I based on that? I'm not sure what you're asking. Are that that in in trying to destroy Hamas in Gaza, yeah, a lot of civilians are going to die. I mean, is that? Well, I'm not. I'm not yeah, sure. No, the, the, the Hamas people, the, right? The people themselves, the soldiers, the freedom fighters, so right. to speak. Are they are they Palestinians? I don't know. I guess most of them are. They're probably uh, folks from Syria and Lebanon, and you know, I don't, ethnically, I don't know exactly how they break down, but they're probably predominantly Palestinian. I would think that that would be my my guess too. And so, uh, I don't know. You know, I think their connecting uh, ethnicity is that they're barbarous a holes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know? it, it's just that you yeah. know, whenever you hear, oh, geez, a bunch of civilians uh, oh, got right. killed and stuff, and I and I feel bad about that. I do. Well, these are Palestinians. Palestinians are dying at the hands of Hamas too. Uh, so you know, and I appreciate the call, man. When you and I just because I got to take a break. When you, we, uh, IDF put out a number, and of course this is suspect because some of this stuff you're getting from Hamas. Uh, for every uh, let's see, out of every fifth, let's see, fifteen thousand people have died in Gaza thus far, and they're saying only five thousand were Hamas. In other words, two civilians for every one Hamas, as far as the kill rate with uh, with Israel. Uh, well, you know, if you want to uh, point a finger at somebody as far as who's the, who's responsible for those deaths, sorry, I got to point right back at Hamas. They're the ones who are responsible responsible for the deaths of all these civilians, and I'll get into that. I'm just out of time. We'll we'll talk a little bit deeper about that when we get back. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Hey there, it's Lars, wishing you and yours a Merry Christmas from everybody at News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Uh, after we get through the news, James, James is, uh, we talked about John Kerry uh, speaking at this climate summit. And uh, he, I think he was focusing on the dangers of methane. And you and I just aren't doing enough. Just not putting all the methane in the air. And something happened. And we're going to play that because I want to take some calls here. But, uh, James, you isolated the alleged fart. You did. We have it. We have it. And we're going to play that for you coming up in a little bit. But first, let's go to Ruben. Ruben, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. FM 107.1, what are you thinking? Well, here's uh, Kenny. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, you know, the I'm an older gentleman. And... Uh, the thing to it is, a lot of people don't understand. Many years ago, I, I remember reading, or back then it was video, of a of an experiment where they had these people that would zap in other people, other rooms, and they would scream every time they hit the button because the authority, if they didn't do it, they were getting punished for some reason somehow. So this is Hamas. If the uh, civilians don't do what they say, they are going to get punished by them or get punished by the Israelis. So these guys are like those poor people that are hitting that button so much to the point where the other people are stopped screaming because they're either dead or unconscious, and they keep doing it because the immediate consequences hurts more than what it will happen afterwards. So are you talking about just ordinary? You're talking about just ordinary citizens, or you talking about active Hamas guys? No, I'm talking about ordinary citizens being the person having to push that button. No, you will not leave your home. You will stay there. Right. Oh, you want to leave? You'll get killed. Yeah. Or no, take I, a chance you may not get killed. No, I agree. That's why. That's, that's why, why when I when people start saying, "Well, the Israelis are killing all these civilians," well, the only reason those civilians are in that position is because of Hamas. They they they, they can't leave. Many of them can't leave the city. 
Uh, we saw a video in the days after the initial attacks where they're welding, you know, these walls around the city, I guess, and they're welding these gates shut so people can't leave. They're pointing guns at them saying, you're not going anywhere. So, again, you know, the only way to break that cycle is to get Hamas out of the equation. And unfortunately, the civilians are going to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I agree, Ruben. Thanks for the call, man. Uh, Good point. Let's go to Robert. Robert, how are you? I'm outstanding. Um, you, you, you actually pointed out something, a redeeming quality in Hillary that I didn't think existed. Uh, you know, the left has gone so far as to try and eradicate the word female and woman from the English language. Pretty much. And, you know, and the perception of, of anybody. Uh, so that might be why the Me Too movement and the feminists aren't standing up, because they can't. They, they they simply can't talk about it because well that's that's a birthing person or whatever they call them nowadays. <laughs> you sort of um, have to acknowledge that you know what a woman is. I mean, you're right. I don't you, disagree you, with you, and it's just so it's just so stupid. But you're you're absolutely right. Well, if we start that, acknowledging these women, then we have to acknowledge women across the board, and that gets into weird territory when you're dealing with pronouns and. But, trans but, and... They, they, you, but see, that's the way I was fixing to go with it. Now, they will acknowledge the word woman with trans in front of it. Well, yeah. What kind of logic is this? None. There is nothing resembling <laughs> logic in anything we're discussing. You know, it's just uh, you know, it, when, you're, when you're dealing with somebody getting pissed off, some tranny getting pissed off because somebody in a pizza joint didn't properly, didn't use the right pronoun. But you're you're comparing and contrasting that with you know how how you know in other words how upset people get, and yet I, I women a, are being a, murdered, gang raped, and tortured, and nothing. There's no outrage over that. It's sick. I know. It and really like is. I say, you know, I was I was actually surprised Hillary didn't buy into the whole you know well, name changing thing. In all so, fairness, I mean, yeah, she I mean, she she also couches her comment. She this was over the weekend. She said this. She's also kind of couching her statements, and this is why we need a two state solution. So she hasn't let go of the politics of it. But Hillary is out there saying, "Hey, why is everybody being so silent about that?" And we have to acknowledge that. Well, in all fairness, so I, I, I give her, yeah, I give her credit for that. I, I didn't think she had any redeeming qualities, but she does have one, obviously. Well, it's so. a, just a tiny one. But <laughs> all right, man, I appreciate the call. Thank you. I don't, you know, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Let's take a break. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Uh, my operating statement here going into this next story is that John Kerry is a lion sack of crap. He's one of the most worthless human beings. Is he still a czar or what is he now? A consult? What, what the hell is Envoy? Is he now an envoy? I think he's an envoy. And they're having uh, the big climate change conference in Dubai this past weekend. And just the fact that this story, I didn't find out about Honestly, I didn't find out about this until Trey was talking about it this morning. Uh, had my noggin pretty heavy into the news starting uh, around Sunday at noon all the way up till this morning. And I hadn't heard this story. This story, James, is being buried. And uh, I want to thank the KTSA newsroom for following up on this story and, and verifying this for us. We're going to play some fascinating audio for you. John Kerry, now, the world is going to hell. I mean, the, we're, we're, I don't think I'm overstating anything by saying we're, we're kind of feels like we're on the brink of World War III here. we got a lot of stuff going down on planet Earth that's pretty bad. But these people, you know, can't shut up about climate change, which, yeah, another operative statement for me here, thesis statement, whatever you want to say. It's a money scam. It's a scam. Uh Sorry, I just sneezed. I was choking on John Kerry's words. Um, I do believe it's a scam. There's there's a lot at play with climate change as far as vast amounts of money that are being made or shifted around. I mean, we're giving billions of dollars uh, to whomever to fight climate change. And no, the science does does not back it up. It, it really doesn't back it up at all. You, you want to talk to somebody who can tell you specifically why climate change is a crock or this idea of human generated climate change 
talk to a geologist. And that's what I've done over the years. A geologist will tell you, no, we've had warming and cooling periods throughout the history of this planet. It's a metabolic system. It has temperature variances. We're also surrounded by this highly reflective stuff called water. But if you look at most climate change packages or resolutions or pieces of legislation, and you sift through it, what you find is that very little of it actually has anything to do with climate change or geology or weather patterns. It's all about controlling how people eat, what they eat, how they power their stuff, what do, how do they make their cars go, you know, all that. It's all about lifestyle stuff. And John Kerry's at this freaking climate change conference, which I'm sure he chartered a, you know, his wife chartered a private jet for him to get there. And, they're ta- and he's basically, he's preaching. He's admonishing you and I. We're just so irresponsible. We're awful freaking people. Because, you know, we don't do enough to combat climate change in our lives, in our personal lives. And he's talking about this yesterday, or Sunday rather, and he's sitting next to Becky Anderson, managing editor of CNN Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi, Faith Birol, executive director of the International Energy Agency. Uh, and if you watch the video, you, James, cause at first I was like, well, is this fake? Is this, you know, they insert the fart there. Cause something happens while John Kerry's talking, but clearly if you watch the video, you see people reacting around him. who are sitting next to him. James, go ahead and roll that fascinating audio. All right. I just enhanced and raised the volume. I did well, not, this, this, this is, is for, not added. No, this is for air quality purposes. That's all. And the reality is that we're not doing it. So, um, you know, the measure here is is really uh, sounding the alarm bell. I find myself getting more and more militant because I do not understand how adults who are in position of responsibility can be avoiding responsibility for taking away those things that are killing people on a daily basis. <laughs> and, and the reality is that... You know, I've been on radio for a long time, James. I'm coming up on 35 years, and I know sound. I, I study sound. I'm a, I'm a student of sound. And based upon my professional reaction, I think that was a real fart. I think that was the real dealio. Can I hear it one more time? Yeah, sounds like it. But again, the reactions of the people sitting next to him, you can see a reaction. Now, I think it's divine intervention. I think it's God's way of telling John Kerry to shut the hell up. Now, he wasn't talking specifically about methane, but that's a big part of this, right? That's it's one of the push. We have this new push now for people to stop eating. Well, Americans, because we're such racist earth killers, we need to stop eating meat. Because cows fart, and the extra methane in the atmosphere is killing the air. Seems to me, if that's true, we should eat more cows, because, you know, steaks can't fart. I'm just putting it out there. A pot roast can't break wind. Just, you know, my simple cave dweller's take on this thing. But I think God uh, intervenes every now. Look, don't tell me God doesn't have a sense of humor just by virtue of the fact that we do fart, okay? We, we're little steam engines, man. And every now and again, we got to make this smelly, stupid-sounding noise. And it's so we don't take ourselves too seriously. John Kerry is a guy who really takes himself very, very seriously. And it, James, it's almost freaking poetic. It's almost performance art. The guy's talking about emissions, and then he emits. <laughs> and he did like what a lot of old people do. What? I don't, think, I don't think he realized he farted. I don't think he did either. I don't think so. It makes did. it even funnier. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> people around him have an idea. You can see it in their faces. <laughs> you know, not to mention he's got. he's obviously had a lot of plastic surgery done. Did you see his face? Yeah, he does look different. Looks a little puffy there. He's got a little Lee Majors action going there around the eye department. He's really got. He's had some Botox shot, shots. So his farts probably also smell like whatever he had for lunch, but also burning plastic. You know what I mean? Like if you were to dump a bunch of drinking straws into a dumpster fire, it'd smell like that. John Kerry talking about emissions, and he farts. Yeah, that's God's way of intervening and saying, hey, shut your mouth. (laughs) And by the way, aren't farts funny? They just sort of are, aren't they? 
It's a good time for everybody. 210-599. James also is uh, is working on the audio track to enhance it even further. Yeah. So it, before we get out of here, we can, you know. It needs treatment. It needs a little treatment there. Mm-hmm. Gennaro. Gennaro. No way, man. Yes way, man. No way. way. Yes way. Oh, my God. Uncle Sean, what is going on? No, no, no. Ask John what he had for lunch. Huh? Freedom Rock, dude. Have do you still like the CDs, right? Freedom Rock, dude. Freedom Rock. Is that Freedom Rock, man? <laughs> Turn that was, it that, up! Was, that was John Kerry breaking wind there while talking about toxic emissions. <laughs> hey, man. hey, dude. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something here, and um, okay, man. The thing is, man. What man? Chicks don't like to admit that they fart. <laughs> They don't, dude. I'm serious. They don't. But it depends on the I, chick. Well, when I, <laughs> when my wife I can't was, stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> we have very long, in-depth conversations about this very topic. Hey, dude. When I was married, dude, my ex-wife, dude, Ugh. lactose intolerant. It was. We would. We would. No, I was lactose intolerant. But Poor her. Would you sleep, dude? And she would toot. She toot. Yeah. Women toot. It's like they're playing a pan flute or something, you know. Art, dude. And I'm like, hey, do you know what you do at night? No, I don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> uh, oh, come on. No, no. I got to run, Janelle. But yeah, when you when you hooked up with a chick from the West Side, they have farting contests. Okay, they have competitions to outdo each other. So no, it's not. There's none of this denying it happened. Two one zero five nine nine. That's a fun show, yeah. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a little break. Oh, oh, oh. KTSA salutes the troops. Hi, I'm Staff Sergeant Grant Dane for the 36th Combat Aviation Brigade here in Kuwait. Want to wish my family in San Antonio a very Merry Christmas. I love you all so very much. I can't wait to see you. Brought to you by the Institute for Functional Health and Laurel Ridge. Yeah, and we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Christmas kicks off. Christmas season, the Christmas season, I believe, uh, tomorrow night with Rapping with Jack. It's going to be from 6 to 8 p.m. with uh, Jack Riccardi at the uh, Blue Bonnet Palace in Selma. I'm going to try to uh, drive up and uh, and pay a visit, but uh, go out and wrap some presents or make a donation. You go to the website, ktsa.com. It's all there for you. Great music. And uh, it's just cool to see a bunch of folks hanging out and wrapping presents for folks who wouldn't have pres- uh, presents otherwise and uh, what's he been doing it for 25 years, I think, I heard earlier? A quarter century this has been going on. It's always a good time. And uh, folks come together in San Antonio to help each other out. So wrapping with Jack tomorrow night from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Blue Bonnet Palace in Selma. Go on out there and say hi to Jack. Uh, Mike, how are you? Mike. Hello. Hey, hi, man. this is Mike. Hey, how you doing, man? Great. Mi casa es su casa, dude. Hey, okay, uh, one, yeah, observation, cool. one observation about John Terry, and I think I've invented a new word. Anything that comes out of either end of that guy is flatular. <laughs> flatular. <laughs> His words. Yeah, right. Got to be. He's man. a piece of crap, uh, man. Guy, he really is. They, you know, I, I've measured the quickest amount of time ever measured in science, and that's the time it takes my thumb to get to the mute button. Uh, when I see a, uh, a president come on and start talking, mm. look, SJB. Uh, well, hey, uh, I, John Kerry. Remember, he's the guy that uh, wasn't digging the wind farm off his uh, off uh, his place there. I think it's in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. It was blocking his or long. It was blocking his view. That's who that guy is. Couldn't, couldn't take it. Yeah, what a hypocrite. Yeah. Hey, I got a question. Uh, you might be a terrorist if remember Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. If if you take a call from any ten of your closest relatives and you start celebrating with them at the announcement that he's just killed ten Jews, God, might you also be a terrorist? Yeah, I I think so. I think and it's, I a, think a I agree. More questions. There's a thousand more questions out there. 
that might qualify every Palestinian as a terrorist. Well, I, I, I certainly believe there are folks who are who are at least tacitly supportive of this. I mean, they didn't vote him back into office, right. but there's also yeah. you know folks who are just probably scared crapless uh, in their oh. you know living there, and uh, so yeah, when you start talking about ca- you know civilian casualties as a result of the campaign by Israel, okay, I, I blame Hamas for those. Yeah, yep. Right on, dude. All right, man. Hey, later. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome, man. Thanks for the call. Now, just very briefly, you know, I got some chick named Margaret who keeps emailing us and saying she's going over to another radio station because we just suck, and I say crap too much. Margaret, you kind of undo your argument when you, you make that claim like every other day, but yet you still seem to magically know what we're talking about on the radio, so I guess you're still listening. Margaret's, well, you know, how do you know what the hell I'm talking about if you went over to the other guys? Um, She has an issue today with the fact that we're talking about the sexual crimes uh, against women in Gaza. And uh, I guess that's upsetting, you know, or graphic or what have you. Well, then, you know, don't know what I can do for you because, you know, we have to talk about it. Now, if you listen to my show, you know I operate from a 50-50 ratio. Half of what I do is serious, and half of what I do is what I call grab-ass radio, where, baby, I just want to crack you up on the way to work. But we got to talk about the, the unpleasant stuff, too. It's our job. All right, we'll be right back. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show, and the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Well, we broke a record, apparently, yesterday, uh, according to our own uh, border control folks. That in one 24-hour period, we brought in, or or brought in, I guess you could say that. In one 24-hour period, 10,000 illegal aliens uh, came across the border. Uh, That is is now the record for the most apprehensions in a single day since Joe Biden got his creaky ass into office. Uh, One day, um, 24 hours, 10,000 people. We're seeing these trains now again with the people riding on top of them to get here. And uh, uh, let me let me ask because I I, and I didn't know about this, but I guess there's a letter going around that Joaquin Castro is part of, and several other uh, idiot uh, Sheila Jackson Lee people like that uh, going after Greg Abbott for the floaty things and the razor wire. Uh, and I guess they just want the border to be wide open. Let me ask you this. Maybe you can answer. Maybe I'm just a, a not a very smart person, and I'm not understanding this. Because here, here's what I'm seeing. A lot of folks don't want anybody doing anything to maintain our border, right? Greg Abbott is heartless. He's a bad Christian. He doesn't love Jesus enough because, uh, you know, he puts these floaty things out there to prevent people from going across the Rio Grande and... Somehow that's bad for people. Uh, you know, the razor wire, you might run your leg across it and get a nasty cut. So it, it, the implication being that trying to prevent people from coming across the border illegally is somehow a bad thing, right? I mean, that's right, Walk. That, that's the point, right? It's a bad thing, what Greg Abbott's doing. Which means what? what that people coming over illegally is a good thing. Right, if if it's a bad thing to keep people out, you know, who are trying to get here illegally, then it's got to be a good thing for them to come across the border illegally. So, what is the good thing? How are people's lives improved by coming across the border illegally? You know, right? I mean, you you must know if if you're an open border person. Or, you know, despite acting like Nazis yourself with the Israel war, uh, Greg Abbott, he's a Nazi, right? Trump before him was a Nazi. Remember AOC, these detention centers where they separate kids from their families or like death camps. Remember all that happy crap? So if that's who you are, if you think that doing anything to maintain the American southern border is bad, 
then very obviously you must think the open border is good. So what's all the good stuff that happens as a result of it? Now, I'm curious. Because there's a few things we also know, right? I mean, I guess unless you're coming from China, <laughs> you know, the Middle East or what have you, you know, if you're just yeah, from, the, from, from South America, if you're coming here, we pretty much know you, you can't do that unless you have sponsorship from a cartel. Right? That's pretty established at this point. Most people who are coming over uh, have to come over uh, at the behest of the cartel. They have to pay them great deals, a great deal of money just to make the crossing. And one thing we know is an established fact that once you get on this side of the border, these guys may say, well, you owe us another $20,000 or another $10,000. So, you know, you, you, you have to work for us and do everything we tell you to do until we tell you you've, you've paid off, you know, the, the, the price tag for coming over. So all kinds of human, I think we can assume all kinds of human nastiness, uh, you know, come with that, right? Trafficking, human slavery, sex trafficking, right? So, so the people who are coming over under the sponsorship of the cartels, that's not a good thing, right? Their, their lives aren't better, right, for making that journey, are they? We still have the fentanyl uh, coming. I know uh, Joe Biden met with the Chinese people, the Chinese people over there in China, and they said they were not going to, you know, let any more pill, uh, uh, what do you call it, pill presses uh, come across the border. That'll stop this fentanyl thing. But it's still happening. We got fentanyl rolling across the border, and people die every day in this country because of the fentanyl. Not to mention there was a lot of, well, just straight-up cartel guys who are, who are coming over the border to set up shop here in this country. They're going to all four corners of this nation. Set up uh, little cartel enclaves. That's not good for people, is it? So, what's the good thing? What, what if if uh, if an open border is a good thing? What's the good thing that happens as a result of it? I'm just kind of curious. Maybe I'm just not nuanced enough, and I'm not seeing it. You know, national security. Well, yeah, we got a, a lot of foreign nationals who are directly tied to terrorist sponsoring nations uh do, do, do can we agree that china isn't our friend that they're not we're not in some cozy nice i mean apart from what uh, you know the administration prattles on and on about i mean they're, they're they don't like us they want they, they seek to either control us or contain us so a lot of chinese people coming over the border is not a good thing right so what's the good thing what, what, what is the good thing that an open border brings this country i'm curious if you support this crap, you must know, right? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Jim, how are you? Oh, not too bad. But these yahoos that throw this Nazi term around—do they understand that that actually stood for the National Socialist Party, and they're all <laughs> socialists, right? Which is just a fancy way of saying communist. Pretty much, yeah. I mean these. Well, I, I the, 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 the proper the proper word is fascism, in my opinion. That's what they. Well, are. that's a yeah. little different take. No, I don't that's think it is. I think communism and socialism are just nice ways of uh, installing fascism, which is just total control for its own sake. So I, you know, can nice it up with some kind of contrived ideology, but at the heart of it, that's what it is. Oh, absolutely. And there used to be back in the day, we put statesmen in the high offices, and now we put buffoons in there. Well, that, I, you got me there. There's a lot of that. The, the, the buffoon factor is fairly high. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I just hit that line without even letting you screen that guy. I'm over-caffeinated. Who is this? How are you? Hi, Sean. I love listening to you. And as my brother puts it, the good thing about these immigrants coming over is we lost a million people in America to COVID. So there are there are field pickers. They're the ones that will pick the fields when no none of our kids or none other people will work like they will. That's his thing. My thing is I live next to the border. I know what it's like to have them come over, and it's not a good thing. Seriously, not a good thing. I agree. Why Why is it they're all young men, young single men? We're seeing a lot of that. I mean, I went down to the Resource Center a couple of months ago and saw with my own eyes. They're all just young single guys 
Right. Not families. And, I mean, they're, they're, certainly there are families, but they're predominantly single men, young single right. men. Right. They'll pick off farms, but they're also bringing all the drugs and the cartel and the killings in our country. And it's really sad people cannot see this. Yeah. And I experienced it right, right in Imperial Beach, California, mm-hmm. seven miles from the border. Now, I experienced it. I bet you did. And no one wants to experience what what happens when they come in and take over well a lot of the and i appreciate the call a lot of the people that are pro open border uh i guess fancy themselves you know immune from the bad stuff that comes with it right i live in a nice gated community it's never going to rear its ugly head in my world but you when you're talking about millions of people that you're just letting coming into you know come into the country you're yeah it's going to be on your front yard at some point too and maybe you can tell me that uh or you know, explain to me what I'm seeing because I don't know about you, but I'm I'm and I talk about this a lot. I you just look around you, look around San Antonio. Does it look better or worse since uh, we opened up the border? Are you noticing stuff here in town? Because I am. People and crap everywhere, man. There's more violent crime going on in the, going on in the city. There's garbage everywhere. You drive down four ten. I largely drive four ten to get to and from work, to and from my neighborhood. Excuse me. And uh, I'm just seeing clumps of people where I never saw clumps of people before. In fact, in my neighborhood, you know, on the northwest side, I'm seeing more and more like just single dudes out of doors walking around. Some of them are talking to themselves. Some of them are just... Uh, looking you know giving you giving you a side eye there it's it's weird it's it's sketchy it's going on across this country across this town and and certainly across the country and uh people who are open border people they always bring up the fruit picking argument you know well americans don't want to pick fruit so we need what millions of people to come into this country to pick fruit is that your argument really to, we need millions and millions of illegal immigrants and all the crap that comes with it to get some oranges picked. Honestly, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Take a little break. We'll come back. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. Hey, this is Jamie Markley wishing you a Merry Christmas from everyone at News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. 21 minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? Phone lines are open 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. What are you, what are you shaking your head about? You're having a reaction. This, stu- this? this stupid White House. Oh, no, no. Are you serious? They're ditching the label Bidenomics, and now they're going to start dropping Maganomics. Maganomics. Well, Mag is not in charge of the economy, you stupid. Maganomics. Oh, come on. We're seeing this now. This is, uh, let's see, a White House spokes puke. Andrew Bates said this yesterday, because they've been having problems with Bidenomics. They thought they, they trotted that out and thought, well, hey, people are going to love this. Bidenomics, your life is getting better. You just don't realize it. We're talking about picked fruit a few minutes ago. Well, you're paying nine dollars for a freaking orange. Okay, I don't know if Bidenomics is working for you. And so they did some studies. One thing you got to give the Democrats—they do a lot of focus groups, and they found out that people were responding again when when the same crap you buy uh, every two weeks is twice as much uh, as expensive as it was. Uh, prior to to Bidenomics, you're probably going to react poorly to that word. So I guess they've done some focus groups. Now they're going to go with Maganomics. In other words, the crap economy, which has been in their hands for three years, is somehow Donald Trump's fault. This is all ma- it's my fault. I supported him. I voted for him twice. I'm the blame. I'm to blame for the bad economy. Okay. It's Rymanomics, okay? By by virtue of association, it's not just Maganomics, it's Rymanomics. I'm doing this to you. Well, the Democrats know they're screwed. They're basically, they're, they're going to have to cheat this thing, man. I don't want to be left out, so can we go with James Flation? James Flation yeah, is causing this? Yeah, I want to cause something, too. Because, you know, you're, you're a racist and a, and, a, you know, and a horrible person like the rest of us. Maganomics. James Flation. It's all our fault. Uh, here's Brad. Brad, how are you? <laughs> That's just so stupid. Oh, I'm doing These great. are grown-ass hey, adults, wanted, man. Huh? Yeah, I, I just wanted to speak to our commander-in-chief, 
uh, how he's not retaliating at all with all of the uh, missiles and drones that oh, yeah. are being shot at our Navy sh- or of our ships out there, and we're going to get a bunch of Americans hurt out there by not retaliating. They don't talk about that a lot, do they? And, and, and the way they get around it is, they say, well, we're not sure that that or the the military installation of the ship was the actual target, so we're we're not really sure if they were actually. Oh, and by the way, it also has nothing to do with that pesky little situation in Gaza. You know, that's what you hear. How? What's the number yeah. at this point? I gotta look it up now. I'm losing track as every day it goes up. But we're gonna get a bunch of Americans hurt out there. I agree. How many attacks against military, American military, uh, since Gaza? Let's just take a look here. Because it was 75 last time. I, uh, 75, yeah. Uh, what is it now? It's got to be higher than that. It was 75 a couple of days yeah, ago. Sure. And you're not hearing anything about it, of course. You're just not. And when you do hear about it, again, it's not got nothing to do with what's going on in Gaza, between Gaza and you know Hamas and Israel. And we're we're not really sure that uh, these military installations and our military personnel are the targets. So that's how they get around the linguistics of that. That's when you talk. Thanks for the call. When you talk about like Maganomics as opposed to Bidenomics, it's all about the narrative. It's all about the facade they they shove out front there. Now, one thing you have to give Democrats and and them that whole crowd, uh, the folks who are actually running the country right now. Uh, it, when it comes to elections and stuff like that, they're, they're hell on wheels when it comes to focus groups, monitoring, you know, any little fluctuation in the needle there, given a given, a, you know, any kind of term or a talking point. How is this resonating with people? Is it coming off negative? Then they change it up real fast. And it works for them, unfortunately. In fact, the soundbite works for them very, very well because most of their support base, like a lot of these pro-palestinian idiots are not these are not uh you know deep intellectuals these are not people who research stuff on their own and 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 come to a conclusion you just hand them something they're still speaking of race they're still going off on charlottesville and that half quote they attributed to donald trump which is the argument for him being a racist it's like the the fruit picking thing I just tossed out there a minute ago. You know, whenever you start talking crap about all the really horrible stuff that's happening with an open border, that's the first thing. That's the little sound bite you hear. Well, who's going to pick the fruit, Sean? You, Americans. They're a sound bite culture, and so for their base, uh, yeah, right, James. We just saw this uh, this news story break. Within a few days, you're going to start hearing a bunch of young idiots and morons who support these people talking about maganomics. And I'm certainly not an economic expert in any way, shape, or form. I'm just not. Okay, I'm the guy whose wife has to hide the ATM cards because I'll empty out the account at a convenience store. That's who I am. All right, But I know enough, and I remember tracking this stuff when Donald Trump was in office. That many of the, the numbers they use to try to lie to you and tell you, despite what you're experiencing at the HEB and at the gas pump every single day, when you pay your rent and your mortgage and all that stuff, despite what you're seeing with your own eyes, the way they, uh, they try to happy this stuff up is they're looking at numbers that are, as far as jobs and economic numbers, that have, uh, we've seen a slight comeback from COVID numbers. It's not Trump era economics. They're they're based. They're cooking the books on a lot of this stuff on post COVID numbers, uh, which is how they lie to you. Uh, and again, they're they're trying to tell you to your face while you're experiencing this crap economy. And look, many a lot of a significant a number a significant a number of younger people who, for whatever bizarre reasons, are very money conscious are starting to wake up to how crappy their lives are. Right now, economically speaking, you, you, you finance is extremely personal. How you make your way in the world and whether you can pay the bills and feed your family and take care of your kids and keep a roof over their heads, keep the lights on and all that stuff next to your medical decisions are some of those personal stuff you have to deal with in your life. And I think a lot of people are feeling 
this crap economy. And so when this jackass starts riffing off on Bidenomics and how great it is and holy crap, we've created more jobs than any other administration in American history, you know they're full of crap by the empirical evidence of your own existence. You know, so it's Bidenomics, Magadomics, whatever. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a break. And we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. Hi. Deal with some pop culture news here. The phone lines are open. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. First and foremost. Uh, you know, I was a, I used to love the band Kiss. Uh, I was a card carrying member of the Kiss Army in 1978. Uh, I think my favorite record back. Then, I, I'm, I'm such an old fart. I remember when they did all the solo records, and uh, they still had the makeup on. But like Ace Frehley put out a record, Gene Simmons put out a record. Uh, probably my favorite Kiss record from the, them our days was basically a greatest hits. It was uh. Double Platinum. There's a lot of great Kiss songs on that. I actually have considered getting that on, getting a new version of that. I haven't heard it in years. I don't think a lot about Kiss now, though, because the last time I liked Kiss, I was 13. Yeah, they were great when I was 12, man. But I haven't tracked the career of, you know, the career of, I haven't tracked Kiss since then. I, I, I'm very, I feel very good that I got to see them when they, remember they took all the makeup off in the, in the mid 80s? And it was really stupid, and they're really ugly, hairy guys. And once they took the makeup off, nobody gave a crap about Kiss. And so they put it back on in the early 90s. I was very fortunate, as a former member of the Kiss Army, that I got to see them with the makeup on, got to see them in concert. It was cool. It was weird. Even then, the guy wires looked like they were straining a bit to like you know lift Gene Simmons uh, up into the air so it could appear to be a flying demon. You know, it Kiss, they had a shtick going. They had a shtick. Music was pretty good. I mean, you, you know, you'll hear rock and roll all night now on most light rock stations, you know. But, I mean, there's some great songs, and, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan. But I, I, at one point when I was 13, yeah, I loved them. But they've, uh, they, they had their final goodbye concert. I guess they're not touring anymore. I guess it was in Madison Square Garden. Uh, and that's, you know, and I'm like, well, good, you know, you, you guys had a nice long run and you, you, know, you probably don't want to get up on the heels anymore, you know, and take it light in life. You've earned all your money you're ever going to possibly have or need to, to, to spend. It's nice to see people try to wrap things up, you know, and Elton John did, uh, probably one of the most amazing concerts I've ever seen uh, a year ago when he did his goodbye tour. Great concert. Well, Kiss isn't actually going away because I guess they're now. What is it, James? They're going to be. What is it? The, the, what are they calling it? It's AI or the Avatar? Oh, right? Avatars. It's an Avatars of them. So you'll be able to watch Kiss concerts, but they won't actually exist. It's going to be this Avatar stuff, and AI, I imagine, is going to help create this stuff. It's going to make a lot of money. Uh, what, Gene? You haven't made enough money, dude. You got to make some more money. Gene Simmons can't shut up about how much money he's made. It's like, well, good on you, man. Now you got to put out, like, AI versions of yourself to continue making freaking money after you've retired? Whatever. You know where I am. The AI thing creeps me out. I, I don't think it's a good thing. I think you're going to get to a point where you have entire bands that don't even freaking exist. You're going to go see movies that don't have any human beings in them at all. So, no, I'm probably not going to be a huge fan of seeing the avatar version of kiss but you know a lot of people will <laughs> you know it's gonna make crap loads of money i'm paul stanley of the rock group kith and gene says we're not rich enough so we're gonna send out avatar versions of us and rock you all night long gene needs a new health and additional surgeries on his face also, another, uh, <laughs> he really does talk like that, if you've ever heard Paul Stanley talk. He's got a weird lisp. It's not there when he sings. 
Um, the other pop culture story, the Oxford Dictionary came up with its year, its its uh, word of the year. Uh, and I got to be honest with you, I, I it's kind of this is the first year where I didn't know the word at all. Like I don't know the word. I've never heard the usage of this word in this way. The Oxford Dictionary's word of the year for 2023 is riz. R i z z. All right. They took the middle part out of the word charisma, and now we have a new. Uh, uh, young people say this we riz. Never heard this before in my existence. I, this is a new one on me. I had to ask these guys. So it's like it, 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 if you have riz, you can James. It means you're coming on to somebody, or you. you, you well, there's different things. Trace said the Oxford deal. It was uh, all pure sexual. But my 14-year-old nephew and niece told me it was sort of like he has he has good game with chicks. Uh, <laughs> he's got good riz. He's got good riz. And it wasn't sexual. Maybe they were just you know trying to keep it from Uncle Jimmy. But <laughs> I just heard it as you know he's he's. But like that's he how said, they say he got good riz. Yeah. Or if like you get done talking to a girl and you get her number, your buddies be like, "Nice riz, nice riz, dude." Yeah, Bra. Dude. I am just very happily a grumpy old fart at this point. I'm an old guy. Get off my freaking lawn. And this is the first I've ever heard of the term Riz. I ain't too hip, and I'm proud of that. And I, so I did some reading on it. Apparently, the guy that plays Spider-Man came up with this. Tom oh. Holland. They, I read that the Tom Holland dropped this word at some point, then it became popular. Okay, Merriam-Webster Dictionary put Riz in one of their new words. Riz. Yeah. You got Riz, dude. The runners-up were the word prompt, but in regards to artificial intelligence, when you prompt AI to do something for you. Situationship, which is a not very serious romantic relationship. It's not formalized, so you're in a situationship. And then the third runner-up, which was Swifty. I am so freaking tired of hearing about if I hear about Taylor Swift, if I see one more freaking Taylor Swift story, I'm going to pull my eyes out of my head. I'm going to scoop my own eyes out of my head with a spoon. Just Taylor Swift it out. I'm sick of Taylor Swift. Just tired of it. She's a bony, not very shapely white chick who writes boring-ass relationship songs. Uh, who should I talk to here? Robert, how are you? You got Riz, Robert. Outstanding. You got Riz. Uh, no, I've I've got two ex wives, and <laughs> you ain't got no Riz. Dating, you ain't so got no money either. <laughs> I got. You know that's right. What's going on, about man? What the, are you thinking? Uh, uh, <laughs> about those Bi- about those Biden jobs numbers. You know, if you if you sit there and think about it, the biggest employment in in history was World War II. Right. We went from basically a zero military yeah. to 16 million troops, 6.2 million women went into the workforce, right. uh, and we had a population of 132 million and a little change. Right. We, we, got, a cur- we got a current population of 331.9 million, and he's only created 16.7 million jobs. I think, <laughs> FDR's, I think FDR's got him beat hands down. Well, it's it again. It's you know they're cooking the books. You know it's it's the numbers they're working from. You know, and you're right. It's all COVID stuff, and it's like now they're actually trying to hang it on Trump directly by calling it maganomics because when they were naming it after the guy in office, people weren't weren't having any of it. You know, so yeah, and, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. The, the economy sucks. It yeah, sucks for like. Uh, you know, uh, since the start of COVID, which you know it's going to happen. Yeah, pandemic. Well, I, I and I we could and I got to run. I, we could talk about how you know why we think the pandemic happened when it did, and I got some thoughts on that. Uh, very quickly, Tracy, how are you? I'm well. How are you guys? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Well, that Riz thing got me thinking about. You guys want to go get some za? <laughs> what is that? Goes, Pizza. Za. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Do people on, actually right? say that? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a thing. Oh, yeah. Let's go get We're just za, dropping man. syllables, man. We're not actually <laughs> coming up with words. We're just freaking dropping syllables. Damn the consonants. Yeah. Holy God. That's oh, za. I'm going to go get some za. 
<laughs> God, I. Why do I bother with my stupid poetry books? Nobody's going to be reading in ten years. Anything? Oh man, it's it's rough out there. Buddy. I'm going to start calling my poetry po. You want to read a book of my po? <laughs> That's not, that's not bad though. That, that exactly. might that might sell two more copies. Hey, it's gonna be right. Hey, it's gonna be an open mic night tonight. Uh, we're gonna be reading some Paul. You know, I gotta take a break. All right, thank you. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I'm Shah, and we'll be right back on News Talk five fifty KTSA. And we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. Ah, how are you? Final few moments of the show. You got some thoughts? Give us a call two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Now we started off the show with a story that you're not hearing a lot about. I think for obvious reasons, John Kerry, who is your climate envoy, he's no longer a czar. Now he's an envoy, and he's in Dubai at this climate conference piece of crap thing. He probably flew there, I'm sure, on some private jets and. His entourage and him probably rolled into the conference in several SUVs. And he's, he's dressing us down. He's preaching to us about how irresponsible us grown-ass adults are on planet Earth. We're not doing everything we can to stop people from dying because of climate change. And something really interesting happened. Well, he farted. He's talking about emissions, and he farts. And it's real because you can see the people around him reacting to his fart. They look disgusted. You know, I bet it smells like, you know, <laughs> lies and brie that's been left out in the sun too long. Brie. And, uh, you know, <laughs> James, because we, we try to bring you the, through the, the my producer and also the KTSA newsroom, we want to bring you the best audio we can of breaking news events. Yeah. So, James, you've been working on the, the sound quality. Oh, you're not going to find this anywhere on any other media outlet. Well, it's, that's, it's exclusive. It's exclusive it is, to KTSA. It is we exclusive. James, roll that fascinating audio from Dubai from Sunday. Okay, all right. <laughs> and the reality is that we're not doing it. So, um, you know, the measure here is is really uh, sounding the alarm bell. I find myself getting more and more militant because I do not understand how adults who are in position of responsibility can be avoiding responsibility for taking away those things that are killing people on a daily basis. And, and the reality killing is... Killing people? <laughs> You're an artist, James. You're an artist. Thank you. Sometimes you want to bring uh, the more... You know, the it, when you take a news story, you want to bring, you, you know, how it, feel, how it makes people feel. You want to bring the, you know, the unstated reality of the story to us. So we wanted to reinforce the farting. Some there's almost a musical Well, there's almost a musical quality to, in the, to the way he did that. You know what I mean? It's not exactly like, Boston, but yeah. Well, what I mean is there's like well, a, there's a musical quality to the rhythm of the farts. More than a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I did I, leave the original fart in there. Y- yes. You I know, did, I thought I, I heard that you did leave it in. Yes. Is okay. it possible that John Kerry, based upon the video I saw, has had so much Botox pumped into his face that it creates some sort of like pockets of gas that doesn't have to exit through his butt? You know, because it's, you know what I mean? Like, does he have like a layer of air that's trapped uh, on his face. You and know what he looks like? Because I'm looking at his picture. He's had the, a lot of work. You remember the movie Mask? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see it's it. kind of getting there. Like his eyes are disappearing. His eyes are just getting swallowed up by the Botox flesh. <laughs> He's like one of those dogs they have to do surgery on, on their eyelids, so they can actually see. His face is disappearing with the Botox inject- injections. And I'm just saying, if that's not creating some additional pressure... <laughs> Apparently, because the is. guy farted during a climate conference. Well, then someone makes to, needs to make a meme and put share right next to John Kerry. <laughs> I bet she breaks it pretty no, bad too. So it'd be like mask, mask. She was in share. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, see how you? Well, that's right. I forgot about that. Sam Elliott, share, and whatever the kid's name was. Yeah, I'm just saying. The man, John Kerry, has very obviously had a lot of injections of some kind. And is this creating a b- imbalance into his it could. bodily gases and pressures? I'm just you'd saying. Have th- you would have thought he could hold it, though. 
at the thing? I, I wonder if in his mind he knew it was going to happen. And he's like, holy crap, I'm talking about emissions. And I got but didn't it sound kind of like it was mic'd back there? It almost sound like sounds like they had a lavalier, like somebody put yeah. a, you know, like a you know had a collar mic or Maybe something on the back in the there. Wrong spot or it was pretty loud. But you, again, <laughs> we have to ask ourselves now. Then is it AI or is it real? Oh, is it fart porn? You know, or is it real? And I'm just going by the reactions of the people around him because you can see a reaction, dude. Yeah, see, that's like, the yeesh, thing. The, the lady's like, Ugh. that didn't just happen. Ooh, you did. <laughs> you can see it in their faces. But nobody would Former say Secretary anything. of State just laid one out while talking about the evils of emissions. And Wally, I think that's God. Inter- I think it's divine intervention. It's that's hilarious. God saying, shut your pie hole, man. We That's, don't want to hear you t- dressing down other people for a fake sca- for a scam called climate change. You're, you're breaking wind, that buddy. That's divine irony. I think it was the exclamation yeah. point at the end of the statement via God. All right, thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, Christian Blood, my good brother Trey. Where spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. <laughs>